We apologize for the audio on this recording. There were issues, and unfortunately, the audio did not pick up as well as was intended. Uh, this was fixed on further recordings. Please bear with us, though, and enjoy the message. When I think about God the Father Church, 
I am in awe and in fear because the image I have is that of a father figure. Have you ever think about God? The father figure. We look, look at God sometimes as God of somewhere up there in heaven, ready to admonish and correct us. Don't we look sometimes as a father that way? We look at it that way, church, amen, sometimes. But can I tell you this morning, if, we, if I can, this is a wrong impression because when you study the Bible, the Word of God, church, you will discover that He is kind. He is kind, church, loving. He is kind, He is loving, and He is a faithful God. What a blessing. This is who our Father is. He is a compassionate father, church, who, who takes up, who, who loves us up more than we love him. More than we love him. He does not always deal with us according to our sin or as much as we deserve. Isn't that true? Come on. This is the Father, a loving God. We all deserve hell. We all deserve hell. We don't deserve to live. We don't deserve to be here. We all deserve hell, but that's not the kind of father we serve. That's not the kind of father that we serve, church. We serve this father that cares for you and me. He is concerned about your future. He is concerned for your destiny. He is concerned of your lifetime, of whatever might happen, amen. He's concerned for you, church. He suffered, listen to me, he suffered as much as Jesus did on the cross because he turned his back on his only begotten son. His only begotten son and had to watch Jesus went through all the agony, pain, and suffering. Think about it for a moment. A father that loves us and cares. And he says, only got a son. And he hurts. He hurts church. He's not this God that doesn't have compassion, that doesn't have feelings. He's a God that hurts. It, it brought pain to him when he sends Jesus to die for us. God the Father is love itself, church. God the Father is love itself. Remember when, 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 when men fell in the Garden of Eden? Remember that? When, when, when men fell in the Garden of Eden? You know, God, God had to drive him out of paradise because of his disobedience. He said, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I, you did something that, that is not good. Think about it for a moment. It's like when our kids disobey, we send them to the room. <coughs> or we put them on a timeout somewhere. For those people who don't stay. <laughs> and this is exactly what God, God had to do something because they were disobedient. And he had to take them out of paradise. And God drove them out of paradise because of his disobedience. But since then, 
The greatest thing about our father, he was he wanted to reconcile. He wanted to reconcile man to himself, church. Because that's what a father does. A father loves their kids enough that he wants to reconcile. He wants to make it right. I know I'm a father. I want to make it right with my kids all the time. I know what I have to do with like a mom and dad here this morning. You have to, but you want to reconcile and make it right. And this is exactly what our father is. He is a God that wants to reconcile man to himself. And the only way he can do that, church, was for him to release his only son. His only son to die to atone for the sins of man. That's the only way he can do it. That's a loving God. That's a loving father. That's who he is. He's not with a hammer trying to, trying to kill us all the time. He's a loving father. He cares about us. He wants the best for us again. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.22, in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. Think about that. Everything. That's why the altar back in the day was full of blood. It was, it was ugly. It was stunk. They had to clean it regularly because blood stinks after a while. <laughs> there was an altar here full of blood because that's the way it was done back then. That's the way it was done, amen, to, to purify ourselves from sin. This is the way the Father had ordered it. This is the Father ordered it, amen. Thank God we don't have to do that today, amen. Thank God that we don't have to go bring your goat or your cow or whatever. Thank the Lord. We would have a stinky church. Thank God we have to order it today. <laughs> but look what it says. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Thank God for our loving Father that he gave his only son for you and for me. That we don't no longer have to bring the shedding blood on the altar that we've been forgiven we've been redeemed because our father loves us because our father cares about us you know what the greatest thing about our father in heaven that even your father on earth might have been not the best but he said I'm the father to the fatherless what a blessing what a blessing to hear that from our father him that created us that's how much he cares. He knows what's happened to your life. He is old. He knows exactly what your earthly father has done. He knows. But I love you so much that I'm going to give you my only begotten son for you. For you to be forgiven and to continue to love the Lord. You know the, the, the sad thing, church, about what God did for us, that sometimes we just don't appreciate the magnitude of the sacrifice. Did you hear me? We don't appreciate the magnitude of the sacrifice he did for you and I. Oh, we hear about it. 
You remove that movie, The Passion of, of the Christ. Uh, I mean, people came out of the theater crying and bawling and appreciating uh, the movie. Uh, and thank God for the producer, director, and we came bawling and appreciate for a moment. Did you hear me? For a moment. And that's the sad about us today sometimes is that we don't appreciate the magnitude of the sacrifice that he's done for us. Church, we need to appreciate what our Father has done. We need to appreciate what our Father has done. And not take for granted our lives and thinking that our Father doesn't even care or, or doesn't even look what, what's going on in our lives. He cares. Look what he's shown us. Look what he's done for our lives. So let's not, let's not take his sacrifice in vain, church, this morning. Our Father loves you. I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful to know my father, my real father. But hear me, I'm grateful for my earthly father, but I'm much, much grateful for my heavenly father. I'm so grateful for what he's done for my life. So grateful for who he is. Now, we're introduced to God, the father in the Old Testament church. We are. As a Work creator. That's why it's important that we work. Because our Father teaches us that we should work. He was the, the hard-working creator, our Father in heaven, church. Every day he worked. For six days he worked tirelessly. For six days, church, we do not, we do know, church, listen, we do know that he was pleased with the works of his hands. The Bible tells us that in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4, it says this, and God saw the light was good, then he separated the light from the darkness. Genesis chapter 1, verse 10, God called the dry ground land and the waters seas, and God saw it. It was what? Good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 12. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of, of seed-bearing plants and trees and seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and the trees of the same kind. And God saw that it what? was what? Good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 18. To govern the day and night to and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was what? Verse 25, God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring, offsprings of the same kind. And God saw that it was what? Verse 31, then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And and evening passed, and morning came, making the sixth day out of them. The Creator. On the seventh day, the Bible said that God rested from his labors. The Creator. Next, we see him create man in his own image. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. 
He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. What a loving God. What a God that we serve. So you were not born by apes or gorillas. You were born by our Father. That he breathed life into you. That's the God we serve, that we breathe life. So don't, don't get confused because the Bible says confusion is not of God. The Bible gives us how you were birthed by the breath of God. And put him in charge of the garden of Eden. Did you know that? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 down to 17, the Lord God placed a man in the garden of Eden to tend the, and watch over him. It. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Mm. Have your kids ever been disobedient to you? Have you ever been, have your kids ever been, have you ever been to the vegan? Uh-huh. all been to heaven. It's no different with this, this, this man that was been put in charge. Don't let me ask him to just to, to maintain the garden. And that's only one, one request not to eat from a tree that he's not supposed to. Now in Genesis chapter verse 18, he did not wanted Adam to live a lonely life. Can all the men say amen to that? <laughs> or can all the men women say amen to that? Okay, only one. That's all right. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite parts when I marry someone is that, you know, God didn't want one man to live alone. So all the men say amen. Okay. Amen. amen. So he gave him a companion and a helpmate, and we see that in verse 18, uh, chapter 2, Genesis. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who could just write for him. Thank God for our Father. Thank the Lord for our Father. I've been, uh, the Lord picked the right woman for me. Amen. I've been married 36 years. Hallelujah. And I got the right woman in my life. We see God, the Father, church. As a, as a God of justice, when he allowed out punishment, this is punishment, and to Adam and Eve and the serpent. Because he could have, he could have, uh, he could have really done some damage to them, amen? But he decided not to, because he cares. A father cares for us that much. He cares that much that he can punish us for all that we do, but he decides not to. He decides not to, church. That's a loving father for us this morning. He's a loving father. 
continue to see God through the Old Testament in the story of Cain and Abel. Especially when Cain murdered Abel and God pronounced judgment on him. I mean, look, 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 look at the, 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 the mercy of God, church. And just chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says this, uh, Now when, when you are cursed and bashed from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood, no longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. For now, you, for now on, on you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. So here, Jessica, is the first homeless. <laughs> you want to know when the first homeless was ever created? Here. Right here. He became a homeless wanderer. And it's been doing, so we, you know, so it's been going on for years. For years. But look, but look what, what Cain says in verse, uh, verse uh, uh, 13 down to 15. Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Listen to the church. Anyone who finds me will kill me. And he's going to say in verse 15, the Lord replied, this is the love of a father. The Lord replied, he says, no, for I will give you a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. What a loving father that he spared him. He should have killed him. He should have done without him anymore. He should have been gone. But he didn't do that. Because that's what a loving father does. He cares. We don't disown our kids, do we? Even when they do wrong, we don't disown them. Sometimes we want to. <laughs> but we don't. And this is exactly of a father's heart here. He, he doesn't disown Cain. He loves him. And, he, and, he, and Cain pleads to his father. And his father replies and says, Okay, I'll make sure no one touches you. But you'll still be punished. You still have to pay a price. But you won't get killed. Doesn't, doesn't, isn't, it, isn't it like us? There's consequences for our actions. So we see how he shows mercy and compassion even to the condemned when he put it marked on Cainster so that no one will kill him. That's our father. Loving father. And he cares. He cares for you and I. God the Father is also capable of deep emotions. He has emotions. He created us. Remember that. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 6, it says, So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. It broke his heart. 
when that screen sat in the same minute, that he was, he was broken, that he remained in. But it broke his heart. It broke his heart, sir. Now, this shows that we do not serve a father. Listen to me. We don't serve, we do not serve a father who is cold. Listen to me. That is cold. Sometimes we, we, we put our father on God like he's a cold-blooded person. He's not cold by any means, amen, uh, or uncaring. He cares, church. He can grieve. We can, we can grieve him as much as we grieve the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> That's our father. We grieve him when we don't obey him. We grieve him when we rebelled against him. We grieve him when we don't respect him. We grieve him when we go out and do foolish things. When we don't obey, we, we're disobedient. We grieve our father. He has feelings. He has emotions. Like all of us. He cares that much for you and her for all that, that, that you do, church. He loves us. He had the choice of destroying the whole world with a flood, church. Did you know that? The whole world with a flood. But he spared one man. He considered Righteous and blameless. He's always trying to find that person. That's our father. He always trying to find the right person, the right man, woman that will do right by him. Because that's how much he cares. He was he 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 considered righteous and blameless man. Noah and his family together with all the animals. He instructed him to keep. Uh, uh, to uh, instruct him to keep were the only ones saved from destructions. He was the only one, church. No one is family. Afterwards, he made a covenant never again to destroy all living creatures. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, as long as the earth remains, uh, there'll be plant, uh, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Father. What a blessing. God, the Father, is a God of blessings. He's a God of blessings, church. He's a God of blessings. He promised Abraham that he would bless him. Pastor Henry showed this on, on Wednesday. I'm not going to go all the way that he said because he said, he said enough. But in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3 says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt, and the families of, on earth will be, will be blessed through you. The Father is a God of blessings. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 17, verse 15 and 16, Then God said to Abraham regarding uh, Sarah, Your wife 
her name will no longer be uh, Sarah. From now on, her name will be Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she'll become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Our Father fulfills his promises. But you know that our Father fulfills his promises. He does not turn back on his promises. Our Father fulfills his promises. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 21, verse 2 and 3, this promise were fulfilled. She became pregnant. Listen to that. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in her and her his and his whole old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would be. And Abraham named their son Isaac. That's what's so awesome about our one about our God. What he promises, he fulfills. Whatever he has promised for your life, it will be fulfilled, church. It will be fulfilled, trust me. Our God is not a God that lies. He's a father of truth. How many of you have that perfect father that promised a lot of stuff and not fulfilled those promises? <laughs> but our father in heaven delivers with his promises. He delivers his promises. God the Father, church, is a compassionate God who listens when the children, his children, plead with him. When we plead with him, he is a God, a Father that listens, church. <clears throat> when God told Abraham that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, remember that? When he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah with fire, Abraham pleaded with him to spare the cities. To spare the cities, church. Amen. God promised to do so if he could find 50 righteous men. Abraham was, was, uh, was able to negotiate. Listen to that. Negotiate with God from 50 righteous men to 10 righteous men. What a father, what a God. What a God. What a God, amen. That he's willing to listen to us and pray, and we plead with him. He's willing to listen. He's willing to negotiate with you. This is a father, a God, and he negotiates with Abraham. But sadly, sadly, church, the city were destroyed because ten righteous men cannot be found. Sad story. But the point that our Father listens to us, He'll listen to your pleas. That's how much He loves us. God the Father is a God of deliverance. God of deliverance, church. He delivered His children from the hands of, of the oppressors. And we see that in Exodus chapter 6, down to 2 and 8, uh, he rescued the children of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. Pharaoh and his, and his soldiers perished in the Red Sea. He's our father. 
our God of deliverance. Our God of deliverance, church. God the Father is concerned with every aspect of our lives. Of our lives. He's concerned about you. He wants the best for you. You're not alone in this ride or on this trip or on this journey. He is a God of deliverance. He wants to be a part of every aspect of your life. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. That's who he is, church. He's also Jireh and Shaddai. He fed the children of Israel with manna in the desert for 40 years. 40 years, church. <clears throat> Even when they complained about, about their, their, their lack of meat, he sent them quails. He sent them quails, and, uh, amen, quails uh, from heaven, church. What a provider, a father. This is why we should love him. That's why we should admire him. That's why we should worship him. That's why we should praise him. That's why we should thank him. That's why we should not dishonor our father. Our father is awesome. Let stop, stop being rebellious. Stop being disrespectful to our father, church. Our father, heaven. He brought water out of rock to, uh, to quench the thirst. That's our God. He led them by a pillar of fire by night and gave them light and a pillar of cloud by day to guide them on their way, church. For 40 years, listen to this, our Father, 40 years they wandered about in the desert, yet their clothes and shoes did not get old. Our father. I was talking to my mother-in-law, and one day she said, "Man, I, I, she 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 was saying about she don't she don't have much clothes, you know." And I said, "Really?" I said, "Your clothes looks full, you know." And she said, "I have clothes there for 10, 20 years." Think about it for a moment. And her clothes are not, y'all see her dress, I mean, she, it doesn't look bad, does it? Come on. 40 years, God took care of them. Our Father took care of them. Our Father took care of them, God, and, amen, and took care of them. God the Father is an awesome God. His glory, which Moses witnessed, was, was so great that after the encounter, his face shone and had to be covered with a veil. God the Father is a God of mercy and justice. So he is. The Bible says in Exodus 34, verse 6 to 7, the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to, the, to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquities, 
rebelled and sinned, but I do not accuse the guilty. I lay the sins of, of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation. See, the God, the God, God the Father is a God of laws and details, church. <clears throat> He's interested so much in our everyday lives. He gave Moses the laws. Remember that? He gave the laws and, 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 and that will govern the conduct of the Israelites. That's why we have laws, don't we? For us to stop sinning. Hello? We're still doing stupid things. That's our Father. He cares. He doesn't want to continue to go the same path. The same path. The same path. And he gives us instructions. God, our Father. So much that we can talk about our Father Church. What he's done. So much we can talk about our Father. Great examples of his presence can be seen in, in Job Chapter 38, verse 1, when God answered Job out of, out of the storm. We see in, a, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, when, when Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord, in Jeremiah 1, verse 9, when God put on, on his hand and touched Jeremiah's mouth, are other attributes uh, that show that God the Father is can be seen is in Psalm chapter 8 where he is shown as a redeemer God, redeemer God, church. <clears throat> Psalms 27, 5, where he is shown as a God of refuge. Psalm 51, where he is shown as a God of forgiveness. Psalms 146, verse 7 and 9, where he is shown as a God of goodness. Isaiah 41, 9, 10, where he is shown as a faithful God. In Isaiah 35, verse 4, where he is shown as a God of salvation and vengeance. Deuteronomy 32, verse 6, where he is shown as a father God. Genesis 9, verse 1, where he is shown as a covenant-keeping God. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome father we have. What an awesome God we have, church. In the New Testament church, uh, we see God the Father through the eyes of the Son, Jesus. Amen. And it says in, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, he says, My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Father except the Father. And no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those who, whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And then, of course, John chapter 10, verse 17, The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and, it, and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. God the Father is seen as the God of all creation. And we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and from whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. God is the Father, is also the Father of all believers. 
And we see this in John chapter 1, 12, 13. He says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Children of God, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from heaven, from human passion or plan, or plan but a birth that comes from God. We also see God, church, uh, the Father as a God of love. Bible says, Luke chapter 6, verse 35, love your enemy, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. And finally, God is the God of judgment. Can't get away from that. He's a God of judgment, church, who will come to judge the quick and the dead. And we see this in Revelations 21, verse 3, number 7. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among the people, among his people. He will live with them, and they will be with uh, will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one that one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he said, and he also said, it is finished. It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. And who are victorious, will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me this night, this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, give, give God some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, this morning, God. We give you all the praise, my Lord, for God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Father. Come on, lift up your hands to our Heavenly Father. What a mighty, what a mighty and loving God our Father is, church. He is a mighty, he is loving, he is kind. Blessed be his holy name forever and ever, church. Come on, praise his name, church. Worship him this morning. Come on, give him all the glory, for he is worthy to be prayed. He is our Father. He's God the Father. He's the only Father that will always, always be there for you. He will never forsake you or leave you. Father, we bless you. We glorify you this morning, God. We thank you, Father, for who you are, God, and how you, who you created us to be, Father. We love you, God, and we worship you. Come on, worship the Lord, church. Give him praise. Let him know that he is your Father this morning. Oh, Jesus. Come on, give him praise. Praise, church. You can lift up your voice, church. You can lift up your still voice and say, Father, heaven, I love you. Heavenly Father, Father, I love you. I worship you. Come on, church. Let him be known. Let him know that you do love him. Let him know that he is your father this morning. Father, we thank you, Father in heaven, this morning, God. 
God, as, I, as your church, God, as your body, God, let us never disrespect you, God. Help us not to, Father, forsake you, Lord, and forget what you have done for us, God. Help us, God, to always remember, God, your blessings, God, and how you have delivered us time after time, God. Father, help us, God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Father, for your word, God, for the examples you've given us, God, through your word, God, to help us, God, in heaven, to realize who you are, God, and help us, God, that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, God. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end, Father. And so we love you, Lord, this morning, God. We are grateful this morning, God. We thank you for this Sunday morning, God, this day you have given us to celebrate, God, your name, Father. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Come on, bless his name, church, this morning. Anything you can do this morning, bless him, bless him, bless him. Tell him how much you love him this morning.